This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The voice of Charlotte FC, also post-game for the Panthers and the Hornets on WFNZ, where you can hear this show uh, for some, you know, some silly reason uh, at <laughs> nights. Uh, all right, my friend, uh, let's start. I, because you're based in Charlotte, I have to know. Uh, have there been s- loud noises coming out of ACC headquarters, or is it as quiet as I think it is because we haven't heard a peep from Jim Phillips, the commissioner? Yeah, I drove past there uh, yesterday <laughs> on my way home, and I was wondering if I could see, you know, something in the way of, like, white smoke, like we see from the Sistine Chapel yeah. or something like that. Nice. But, uh didn't see anything there, but uh, just just know that uh, around 12 o'clock Sunday, I'm sure you've got the same emails, we started getting all the different emails flowing in, like first the uh, statement from Jim Phillips, and then the statement from Florida State, right. and then the statement from all these other people, and uh, yeah, it's it's not a good time for them, and uh, I think it just came down simply to, and, and you and I were talking about it beforehand, uh, the folks at the college football playoff, which, by the way, is a PR committee, yep. uh, decided they'd rather uh, they'd rather go toe to toe with Florida State and the ACC than uh, than the entire American Southeast, and uh, that's their prerogative, as we know. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because Mike Slive, knowing that Alabama could beat Georgia, they went on a preemptive PR campaign. Nick Saban mm-hmm. did it as well. Nick Saban did it last year lobbying for his two-loss Alabama team that, oh, we're, we're one of the best four teams. And frankly, he was probably right that they were one of the best four teams in the country. But this was the first year that who we think are the best four teams right now, this was the first year it mattered because there isn't a soul alive that thought Cincinnati was one of the best four teams in college no. football a few years ago. But... They were deserving of their spot because they did something like go undefeated. And, boy, if you do that in a major conference, it just seems like you should be allowed to play for a championship. But uh, that's just it. But I, I, think, and I, I, I'm, I think you share this. The lack of vocal protest, not a written statement, vocal protest from the Atlantic Coast Conference it, and any coach any coach we haven't heard anything from Dabo Sweeney we haven't Mm -hmm. heard anything from anybody not named uh Mike Norvell uh at Florida State that's appalling to me Adam Golden studio with my man coach Pete Deruta Capital Financial Advisory Group I was on your website and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see so you don't want financial termites termites in the financial world are risk fees unnecessary commissions all the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see so you need a financial exterminator well for the next 10 of you call we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost call 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, I think the one thing, and you know the way this machination works, is that you go right from the playoff announcement to the bowl announcement. And I think the last thing that, that Mike Norvell wanted to do was uh, embarrass or, uh, or I guess, throw... Uh, any kind of rice on the uh, on the scenario over there with the folks at the at the Orange Bowl. Right. So I think that's the thing that you know he uh, understandably didn't want to do. But 
I do find it odd that uh, this was all kind of done by written statement and not necessarily done by uh, by anything involving uh, public outcry. And, and I'm wondering, too, if maybe that's a, a harbinger of, of what's to come in terms of schools that uh, wanted to leave the Atlantic Coast Conference might now have uh, some additional ammo that comes to, uh, to light for them as a result of this decision, because I don't think it was something as simple of... Uh, something personal to Florida State. I think it uh, it maybe feels like a bit of an affront to the entire conference. And look, I, I, I sit here as somebody who uh, has no delusions about whether or not these people are quote unquote paid to be fair. Uh, I think they, uh, they're paid to do what, I don't want to say what ESPN tells them to do, but they're paid to, uh, to provide compelling matchups. And yeah. that's part of the reason why they stayed four for so many uh, years. And, and I think once it goes to 12, maybe we get some fix of this, but mm. uh I think we're also still going to have. I think the argument is just going to change, Adam. That's what I, that's what I sincerely believe. Yeah, we're just moving the line. We're just mm-hmm. in, in, instead of first and ten, it's first and fifteen, and we're for that's all it is. They're just moving the line again. That's what they did when they went from two to four. Uh, is it bad that I'd, I'd want it to be more formulaic, like the NFL, or, or does that sound blasphemous because it takes away the pageantry of college football? Because well, I've said that for years, and people have laughed at me, and maybe they're not laughing now. Well, we're. We're moving towards something closer, albeit, uh, honestly, I think the system was better with two. Uh, But that's just me. That's just (laughs) me because it's pretty simple to come down to two teams. Now, this year, two teams would have been a little bit difficult, right? Because you would have had three major conference unbeatens. But if they decided to urinate on Florida State season, then anyway. Uh, I want to get to some other things with uh, Will Palaszczuk here. Uh, First thing is... Uh, congratulations to the city of Charlotte. Copa America not only gets, they don't get any group stage. You just get the semifinals and the third place match, which means that we're probably going to see at the very least Brazil or Argentina, maybe both, maybe the United States. I mean, that would that's going to be awesome. And don't shortchange Colombia and Uruguay, sure. who've had uh, had good yeah. stages as well in uh, in the qualifying stages great. as well. But uh, it is something that I try to put this into perspective for folks who might be not familiar with the tournament. This is South America's equivalent of the Euro tournament, and uh, it carries a great deal of importance. Uh, probably the most important tournament that's played in the Western Hemisphere yep. uh, outside of the World Cup, and. Uh, it has a lot of international attention in South America, and the fact that it is basically being co-hosted by the folks at CONCACAF in the United States is something that's very unprecedented. Uh, they chose the United States for its exposure, not only from a television standpoint, but also from the level of venues that they can bring to the table and the level of venues that they can fill with lots of South American uh, heritage, obviously, being in this country. And uh, and we know, obviously, that Lionel Messi has taken MLS by storm, and that could be something. I think there's a reason why Miami got the final uh, because there's possibilities mm-hmm. that uh, he could end up playing in front of uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 64, 70,000 yep. in uh, in Miami Gardens. But uh, it's a great, great thing for our city. I'm hoping that we get a good matchup with it, and I'm uh, hoping we get a full building on uh, the 10th of July. Oh, I don't think there's any question <laughs> there's going to be a good matchup. I mean, unless unless absolute madness ensues. And you mentioned Colombia and Uruguay have been have both had great runs in World Cup qualifying. Uh, Louis Diaz is a great story in, a, in his own, mm-hmm. of his own right. He scored almost in every match for Colombia. And Darwin Nunez, another uh, Liverpool forward, uh, has been amazing for Uruguay. And they've got a very very good squad. So uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities, and they're all good for Charlotte. Uh, by the way, can uh, congratulations to Darius Barnes. 
uh, mm. was named, do I get this right, Executive of the Year in MLS? MLS Next Pro for, oh, uh, MLS for the Next uh, Pro. reserves. Can, uh, can, can, can we get him hired by the Panthers? <laughs> I don't know if he can cross over and do that, uh, but he's somebody who, when he was included with the inaugural uh, management team, I brought a lot of credibility to, to what Charlotte FC is putting together. And uh, he was initially on uh, kind of the first team management team, and then they folded him into uh, what's going on with Crown Legacy. And, and mm-hmm. that was a squad, Adam, that uh, won the MLS Next Pro uh, Eastern Conference in its first year of existence. They were able to graduate uh, at least three players to make uh, some significant contributions, including Andrew Privet, Patrick Algemon, and Brandon Cambridge. Uh, also, Nymphasha Burkimas, who uh, folks who follow the, uh, the U.S. Youth National Team uh, the Under-17 World Cup, he scored uh, three goals in two games uh, for uh, the United States youth national team uh, for a squad that got very, very far in the Under-17 World Cup. So continuing to develop players, and uh, I, I think he's somebody who has very, very high aspirations of something uh, beyond crown legacy, but uh, hopefully we're able to keep him in the uh, in the player pipeline here for years to come. we got to do uh, – we need player personnel people. Uh, we got coaches to hire as well. Uh, any intel? As to uh, is Chris Tabor going to be elevated, I don't think anybody believes that. Uh, any truth to the rumor you think that David Tepper is, in fact, looking at another offensive guy? I think it definitely is possible. I think the initial thought when they went through this process about you know 11 months ago was that they wanted to get an innovative offensive mind in here to pair with Bryce Young. And for whatever reason, they decided to go almost in narrative sense they wanted to they liked the narrative with frank wright being the first ever quarterback for this organization they liked having somebody with nfl experience i think they were kind of i don't want to say uh affected by the fact that they hired somebody without nfl coaching experience with matt rule so a lot of times when you hire for one thing you kind of hire that person's opposite well uh that obviously didn't work out as we know i'm wondering if this means that they go younger and they go with an innovative offensive mind i wouldn't put it out of the wrong possibility that they go on the defensive side but the one thing that we always know adam and and this is unfortunately what i thought uh maybe uh gave steve wilkes a bit of a negative sense in terms of uh, getting the job is that when you hire a defensive-minded head coach that puts all the more pressure on you hiring an offensive coordinator that's almost at that head coach level to try and be a second uh, man in that room to try and uh, handle that side of the football. Right. So I'm very curious to see if they go back after uh, Ben Johnson again, if they throw the Brinks truck at him. Uh, they can go after the guy in Miami. They can go after Bobby Slowick. I think there's a lot of young names that are out there. And uh, I know that there are people who say that, uh, you know, why is this job so attractive? Uh, I think having a young quarterback, having a lot of cap room, and the fact that there's only 32 of them, I think at least gives the Panthers hope that they can uh, feel like they can get this one right because uh, I feel like it's very critical and imperative to Bryce Young's development that they get somebody who can grow with him uh, as he goes throughout his NFL career. Yeah, I've heard that before. They they said that the last time when they hired Frank Reich because Thomas Brown is there. Uh, I'll be interested to see how uh, what happens to this coaching staff. How does it all scatter? Because I get the sense that it's all leaving. Every single one of them, with the maybe exception being Chris Tabor, uh, who is right now the interim head coach. Will Pelagic, Willie P. Style on Twitter, the voice of Charlotte FC on the radio post for the Panthers and the Hornets. Uh, we ran out of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the Hornets roster. It'll, I think it'll get better. They just need health. Uh, but I just I don't know that they're playoff level, but 
I kind of like uh, some of the pieces on the roster, uh, but you didn't need to hear me say that. We'll talk again very soon, my friend. As always, Adam, it's a pleasure to join you. I don't believe that for a second. Not for a single second of do I believe it that is. was a pleasure. We have fun here. We always do. We talked about that. Uh, <laughs> we always do. It's always I, a party. I appreciate Will uh, <laughs> Will coming on.